All right, and welcome back to another episode of A Different Take from Hawaii. And uh, like we said last week, we're going to kind of do this again since football is something that we're, we're watching a, a lot of. You know, this is a sport that myself and my friends, we, we watch and we enjoy when the season comes around. So again, I am joined with Jacob. Yo, 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 yo. And Sean. Hello. Welcome back, guys. Last week, I know it was a long episode. We talked about quite a bit of stuff. We talked about, you know, the whole first half of the football season. We talked about week nine. And um, we just finished watching Monday Night Football, right? So this is, we're going to recap week 10. Week 10 has uh, been another interesting week, I think, uh, with a lot of interesting things that uh, took place. Um. I mean, I guess we'll just start off. We'll, just, we'll start talking about Where Thursday night football. Start? Yeah, well, okay. let's, let's just go down. We'll just talk about Thursday night football first off, right? So that, that matchup was Ravens and Dolphins. And, no uh, comment. No comment. <laughs> um, the best game of the week. <laughs> as some would say. Uh, <laughs> so, I mean, clearly, I, I think we need to say that clearly this week was another one of those weeks where there were definitely some interesting outcomes that uh i think a lot of people didn't expect happening so i mean i guess we'll talk about the first one ravens ravens and dolphins i personally thought the ravens were going to win this game and uh well spoilers they clearly they didn't you know uh the dolphins definitely were able to bring it bring bring the big w home um not what i expected not what i expected i mean uh I don't really know what to say other than the fact that it was it was it was kind of a disaster. <laughs> you have Tua who was injured, then they have Brissett. Brissett goes out, and then Brissett gets injured, and then Tua goes in slightly injured and wins the game. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but yeah. you know, both both of them. I, I guess if you look at the stats, right? If we look at the stats, Brissett, you know, completed 11 out of 23, 156 yards, right? Tua, 8 out of 13 for 158 yards. So, you know, that, uh, I mean, I don't really know what to say. Jacoby Brissett has always been one of those people that always gets injured, can't stay healthy, and just... It's not very consistent, and then you have Tua who is injured, and for whatever reason, this time he was able to step up being injured anyway and getting getting the job done. Um, clearly, the Dolphins, I think, I I don't see. This is hard for me because I don't really feel it was the Dolphins did anything over the top spectacular. I think this is definitely more of the case where the Baltimore Ravens defense did not step up. Period. Like, that's my opinion on the take uh, of well, what had happened. And I just feel that that is a big reason why the Dolphins were able to get what they get, get the job done was more so that the, the Ravens defense didn't step up where they needed to step up. And that's pretty much the ball game, in my opinion. I don't know, Jacob, if you've got different thoughts on that. I have a couple different things. Okay. First of all, we're going to start off with me pointing out the fact that last week I talked about how 
super overrated the Ravens were and that they're going to be lucky if they win football games from last week on. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, sure. not to, you know, yeah. But anyways, no. So I personally think I, you you are right. I don't think the Dolphins really did anything spectacular, but the one thing that the Dolphins did do is their defense showed up. And I personally think that the Ravens' defense couldn't get their stuff together, nor could the offense, because I don't think they were expecting how well the Dolphins' defense was actually going to be. Um, and I and I say that because, like, the first quarter, it field goal from the Ravens, and then it was punt by the Dolphins, missed field goal by the Ravens. Punts on both teams. Second quarter, punts by both teams. Dolphins get a field goal. And then it's punt by both teams, punt by the Dolphins or by the, the Ravens, and then Dolphins get a field goal. Then we go into uh, to, to halftime. And then it was literally punt after punt after punt after punt until Miami got another field goal. And then that ends the third quarter. And then fourth quarter, the Ravens fumbled, Dolphins get a touchdown off of it from, from defense, and then both teams punt, Ravens touchdown, Dolphins touchdown, interception, and then end of the fourth quarter. So, I mean, I, <laughs> this, I, I don't even know how this was a game. I, I don't even know how, how they continue to stream this game because <laughs> mm. n- neither of their teams really offensively did nothing. Um, defensively, I guess, obviously Ravens somehow still showed up without showing up or the Dolphins offense is just not that good, but obviously the, the Dolphins defense showed up because I mean, every possession almost damn near ended in a punt for the Ravens. Yeah. They okay. So, going. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I, I will stand corrected on that. Um, you know, definitely, I think I agree with you on the fact that the, you know, Dolphins defense did step up. Um, you know, I, I, I guess, I guess for me, I'm, I'm, you know, we've always known the Ravens defense to be up there. I mean, granted, right. they've had a lot of injuries and they're not playing the best this year. But, uh, you know, I maybe that's just me taking for granted. I, I don't really care for the Dolphins myself and the fact that the Dolphins, um, you know, I, I know that you said that you felt that it was kind of going to be downhill for the Ravens, but I still felt that, you know, the Dolphins weren't that strong of a team. But clearly we're mistaken on that. Um, you know, you bring up a good point, though. Is it really that the Dolphins' offense was that much better, or was the Ravens' defense really just really sleeping at the wheel more than anything? Um, I don't know. I, I feel like it's the Ravens' defense was just... To me, they played horrible. If You, wa- you know, as you watch the game, it just... A lot of blown coverage. There was just a lot of mistakes that were being made. Um, but yes, clearly the Ravens' offense didn't show up for sure, and the Dolphins' defense did step up <laughs> quite a bit, <laughs> which was definitely not something that we normally see from the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, that that was a big one. Uh, you know what? I mean, either way, I guess in this particular case, good for the Dolphins that they were able to pull out a win. Uh, clearly, this. You know, if if it is true, you know, and we go with what you were saying about the Ravens, you know, this this could spell a lot of trouble for them, you know, going downhill. I mean, they play the Bears next, so 
we'll see how that goes uh you know yeah they they have the opportunity you know i feel like it's it's the ravens uh games to lose not not so much you know uh you know it's really in their control i feel at this point and hopefully they can uh get their their get get their act together for sure but yeah. it was it was an interesting game i i didn't really care for the game at all it was it was kind of a mess. It was kind of a mess for sure. So, I don't know any other thoughts, guys, on on that Thursday night football game because <laughs> I think we're all shocked when we watched it. Yeah, yeah, that was that was uh, that was a disaster. Shocked and disappointed. So yeah, turned out. Yeah, definitely. Well, I mean, I guess maybe this was an indication of what was going to happen for the rest of the the week, or at least, you know, Sunday and Monday football, right? So, yeah, I mean... <laughs> yeah, you could say that. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, let, let's let's go on to Sunday, Sunday football. I mean... <laughs> which which is, yeah, which is really... Which is really funny how Jacob said, like, how come they didn't cut the feed when the two games aired locally in Hawaii were cut short because yes. of blowouts. Yes, uh, that was, yeah, we didn't get to see it. Well, I mean, let's let's talk about one of the Cowboys and the Falcons game, right? This is this is Hell a big yeah. one. Hell yeah, go Jacob. You know, Jake, Jacob's team, um, and especially this was a good one uh, after the previous week. Uh, it wasn't a good showing for the Cowboys, and uh, definitely they were able to step up and tell everybody, you know, that, okay, you know, what happened last week was a one-off situation this is who we are and they really kind of brought it back i mean the falcons got smashed hard <laughs> really yeah. really hard uh offensively defensively the cowboys played strong both sides of the ball i mean you know a lot of people say the falcons you know they question how good they are but the reality is they have a pretty strong offense you know when they want to when they want to generate numbers whether they can score or not is a different story but the fact is they can move the ball and uh, the fact that they were really limited to how much they could move the ball, uh, I think is really that because of the Cowboys defense really came to play at this time around, which, you know, which is hopefully that they can keep on that and, you know, in all the games going forward. And, you know, they're in a good position to get into playoffs, you know, and represent the division at this point. I think they're, they're, they're in a really good position compared to the rest of the division when NFC East, if I'm not mistaken, right? Because I think it's Eagles is the next best at, like, four and six right now. Yeah. So, yeah. So they're in a good position, you know, as long as they keep doing what they're doing, then I think they'll be very, very good in, you know, uh, they'll, they'll stand a good chance of being in a good position uh, for the rankings, at least well, at least in that wise, when, when we get into playoff situation. Uh, I mean... With with all the other teams and all the other divisions, you know, taking losses as we'll get into it, you know, it's really the fighting for that number one and two spot. <laughs> That's going to get interesting as we get we keep going on closer to the end of the season. But I mean, really, we're only halfway there. So yeah. But um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I've I've let, let's let's let Jacob give you the floor, man, because this was a big win for you guys, Cowboys, right? Against the Falcons. Yeah, I mean, it, it was. Uh, I, it, yeah, I mean, it was just a great win overall. Uh, it was. They kind of not hinted towards it, but they they said some future predictions after they took that loss. That you know, this Sunday the Cowboys were going to have a really good game since you know they got blown out the week prior. 
Um, but yeah, I mean, Grant pretty much nailed it on the head. Like our our defense stepped up. Uh, you know, Micah Parsons definitely leading the the front for the rookie defensive player of the year. Uh, yep. And you know, Trey uh, Diggs got got another uh, interception this game, which was nice. So that brings his average to basically one one interception a game, which is outstanding. Uh, yeah, I mean, there there was still times where it you know Dak kind of messed up a little bit uh that there was there were certain aspects of his game that still looked a little rusty um whether you know he's was still kind of knocking off the the injury or maybe knocking off the uh the morale from losing from from the last game not you know not doing so hot i think last game he had like a quarterback rating of 53 and i think this week was up in the hundreds like 120 130 something like that so uh, but yeah, I mean, uh, overall, I mean, when you score five touchdowns, it's it's kind of hard to lose unless you're just playing, you know, catch up. But, you know, C.D. Lamb had an amazing, amazing game. Uh, six receptions, 94 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, and I mean, even Tony Pollard, the, you know, our running back, he had six receptions, 56 yards, like, Overall, solid. Finally, glad that we got Gallup back in the lineup. That's that's a huge addition. And then, of course, on the ground, you know, Zeke. I'm, I, yeah, I, and it's frustrating because <laughs> I'm just I'm not super sold on Zeke. You know, I'm 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 really not. It's ever since he got paid, he hasn't really been producing the way that we or I want him to produce. He had 14 carries, 41 yards, and two touchdowns. Obviously, it's hard to not to give Zeke the ball within, you know, 10, 5 yards uh, of, uh, in the red zone. But, you know, Tony Pollard, 11 carries, 42 yards. So got one yard more off of three less carries. And then even at that receiving, Zeke had three catches for 15 yards. And, you know, once again, Tony Pollard doubled his receptions and almost tripled his receiving yards so or more than tripled actually quadrupled so it it's i i don't know what funk elliot is in um but yeah i i think he overall he needs to he needs to produce more yardage because now it just kind of feels like he's expected to get the goal line work where Tony Pollard's doing all the prior work. Right, um, heavy lifting and yeah, just which shows should, up to, to cap it off. Yeah, which, I mean, I, I, if that's the dynamic that we're going to go for, great. But if that's the dynamic, then we definitely shouldn't have paid Zeke all that money because we obviously paid him to be our overall our RB1, whether it's just running it straight up the middle or being a, a, a pass catch or, you know, receiving back, like you're supposed to be able to do it all. And right now he's not really doing it all, uh, which is frustrating as a, a, a Cowboys fan, I guess, because we know how explosive he is and we know how dominant he can be. It's just, that's kind of slacked. You think it might but, be a coaching um, thing? What's that? You think it might be a coaching thing with Mike McCarthy? Nah, not really. Uh, I mean, he he started to digress 
even when it was Jason Garrett. Oh. Because at, at first it was, you know, um, him missing games in a season due to his legal troubles or whatever, and then, you know, him being suspended. And so, you know, that was kind of like a stigma for him. And then whenever Dak got hurt, he just wasn't able to produce either. So I, I don't think it's necessarily a coaching thing. I, I honestly, I just think it's a him thing. And I, I don't know whatever funk he's in or going through, but I, I think it's more so just on, on the, the personal player level rather than the coaching. Because Tony Pollard's doing great. Yeah, he and is. as far as I can see, they're running very similar plays, like for each. It's not just like you know they're they're throwing plays at Zeke, and you know it's broken coverage or or whatnot. It's just the way Pollard plays. He like he fights for every single yard that he can get. Like it's it's hard to get him down because of of how aggressive he is. And there, there's flashes of Zeke where he used to be like that. And now he's trying to, I feel like personally, he's trying to be that elusive back. He's trying to be that like Saquon Barkley. And I don't necessarily think that's his playing style because that fumble that Zeke had, if he would have just ran straight, he probably would have got the same amount of yards and he wouldn't have fumbled. But he tried to do a juke to go to the left. And when he did that, he, he popped his elbow out which gave space between his body and the ball. And then, you know, the guy just punched it out. Mm -hmm. So if he would have just tucked that ball in and run straight and, you know, use his body because he can run people over, like he's known for that, but he's also, I guess, known for jumping over people. But I don't think that's really flying in the past few years in the NFL. Like, you know, people can tell when you're trying to jump over them and they do a pretty good job at stopping that nowadays. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I personally overall just a, a great performance by the Cowboys. This is the kind of game that we've been playing all year, minus you know the the hiccup against against the Broncos. And like Grant said, it's not that like the terrible or the Falcons are just terrible. It's just for you know they for whatever reason they just couldn't get it get it together against our our defense, and you know they couldn't answer. Obviously, only scoring a field goal in the first, and nothing. Nothing else kind of kind of shows that our our defense is is not to be messed around with. So yeah, I mean, enough about my Cowboys. Yeah, I well, I mean it's a big deal. I mean they they like you said they scored five times, but the call out is really defense. I think in this particular game more than anything to keep the Falcons nowhere near being able to even you know stay close to even try to be able to win the game at this point. Three interceptions, you know that that's huge already. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Falcons. Uh, Falcons can generate numbers, and they really couldn't. I mean, Matt Ryan was terrible, terrible. Nine out of twenty-one, hundred seventeen yards, two interceptions, no touchdowns. I mean, it was it was bad, and they really tried to get, you know, uh, Cordell Patterson going, and they they, they couldn't. You know, uh, Pitts was basically their 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 biggest target you know that they had four of his four receptions out of seven targets at 60 yards yeah. i mean he was pretty much it and they really couldn't get anything going so um yeah and i don't know I, I, I would i would just to capitalize on that um i don't think you can necessarily blame uh, cordell patterson he ended up having a high ankle sprain yeah oh yeah so yeah that, De you know, definitely that's why he didn't really get involved 
Yeah, I mean, definitely. But I, I mean, just in general, the Falcons has always been able to generate numbers. Their, their trouble has always been able to like cap it off. They can't finish things, right? They can't score. Right. But like being able to generate yardage uh, and big numbers has never really been a problem. And this time, if you look at their numbers, their their yardage they really got capped off really hard. So yeah, it was it was a tough one. Um, it was a tough one for them, and the Falcons really looked small in this game for sure. The Cowboys looked overly dominant. But like mm-hmm. like Sean said, I mean, it was so dominant that locally for us here in Hawaii, uh, one of those games uh, was this game that was live, uh, showing and airing live, and they cut, they switched to a different game because it wasn't going anywhere. <laughs> By the third quarter. Yeah. By the third quarter, so we didn't even get to see for like, yeah, like a quarter and a half of yeah. the game. Yeah. And same for Patriots and. Browns. <clears throat> yeah. So, ah, uh, yeah. What a what a big what a big win for the Cowboys on that one for sure. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, congrats, yeah, unfortunately for the Falcons. And that's that's a that's gonna be a tough one. because uh, I mean the Falcons are gonna go play the Patriots, which we'll get into a little bit later because the Patriots, you know, really really did some work too. But uh, mm-hmm. uh, Cowboys, Cowboys next game. They're playing the Chiefs, which yes, is going sir. to be interesting, which I think we're going to have to come back to that because of what the Chiefs' performance was for Sunday Night Football. But we'll, we'll, get that, we'll get back to that when we, get to the, when we talk about the Chiefs. But um, uh, let's, let's talk about the other's game, the other game that lo- locally aired in Hawaii here for us, and it was the Patriots and Browns game. <laughs> and that was the other one where the feed <laughs> got switched because it wasn't going anywhere. So, you know, yeah, let, let, let's talk about that one. Because the the Patriots and the Browns, I I think, and I, I, I'm pretty sure I said this last week, right? I, I really do feel like the Patriots are doing a really good job developing Mac Jones. I think they're doing a really good job of what they have to work with. And their defense has really been stepping up. And, uh, you know, they've been progressively getting better and better as the season goes on. I think, if anything, they're they're steadily improving. And at this point, they're in very good position to, you know, easily make it into playoffs as, as a wild card spot. And, you know, I mean, who who who, who knows? If, if the Patriots keep doing as well as they're doing, you know, they could be in a very, very good position if... Buffalo Bills doesn't get their stuff together, which is another game we're going to get into a little bit later. But um, you know, the 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 Bills the Bills did well this past this week, but you know they they last couple of other games were problems. So you know you got the the Patriots nipping at the heels right there. So anyway, um, my thoughts: Patriots. I think they did. They played solid game. Played solid offense. Played solid defense. And again, this was another game where I believe that the defense really showed up. They capitalized on the turnovers. Uh, yeah. You know, the the Browns, for whatever reason, you know, two fumbles that they already had, that was big. Uh, you know, the interception, that that was big. Um, they, they made a lot of, I think, they made a lot of mistakes. Uh, penalties also really hurt them. In, in general... I think that they tried to go into it hot, you know, thinking they were going to come in, you know, trying to get back on the on the train because they've been kind of in the slump. 
and I don't know necessarily if I'm really articulating this correctly, but I almost feel like they tried to go into it hot and they tried to go in it fast and in the process of doing so they got sloppy and that's where it started leading into problems and then those problems snowballed into a situation where it just kind of got them in their heads and so then bad football started happening i think that's kind of what's reflected of what happened with the browns you know because they looked good at the beginning of the game and then progressively as the game went on it just really got really bad and almost to me it seems like they really got in their heads you know and they, they started second guessing you know there was a lot of um in my opinion uh, just a lot of mental errors that were being made uh you know with it whether that was desperation or not or just in in the fact that they were getting frustrated with their performance either way you know, it, mentally, I think there was a lot of issues that prevented them from being on the top of their game, and that's that's ultimately the reason why they lost. I think, you know, um, mm -hmm. but I, I don't know, uh, Sean. I mean, we watched we watched some of that before they cut the feet yeah. and switched the game. But I I really have nothing to say other than congrats to Jacoby Myers for getting his first touchdown of his career. I didn't know. <laughs> I didn't know that was his first touchdown of his career until I looked it up. I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Well, yeah. He's, he's, uh, I feel like he's 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 really talented at for yeah, him to yeah. only have one career touchdown. Yeah. It's just mind-boggling. Yeah. I think yeah. it was because what he got drafted like when Brady left. Yeah. And then he had Cam Newton as his QB. So, yeah, you know, he wasn't getting a touchdown there. So, uh, yeah, I'm glad. I'm just glad he's finally on the board because, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like you said, he's really talented. I like him. So, yeah, I mean, personally, that, that trend, you know, and I think that because of those reasons, you know, you have Jacoby Myers, you know, you got Mac Jones there. And I think that's a great combination already as it is. I mean, obviously, there's something there. Um, just in general, I think that the Patriots have gotten a, a, a fresh opportunity to kind of rebuild a little bit you know they're doing and um, very well yeah they're i mean they're doing well now is this going to be uh, i'm not saying that all the pieces are in place already you know obviously i think they still need to figure some things out and there might be changes along the way but clearly they're doing a pretty good job of working with what they have and i think that's the impressive part you know a lot of people go oh god the patriots you know you either love them or hate them kind of situation but i really do think that the organization does a really good job coaching they with what they got you know I what agree. i mean they really develop people they really work with people and they really make do they make good decisions when it comes to drafting uh they make good decisions uh when it comes to the coaching and and just kind of adapting so ultimately in the end great organization to be a part of i think as a player plenty of opportunities to succeed if you're willing to put in the hard work i think that's mm -hmm. really what it comes down to so uh, tough break for the Browns, though. But um, I don't know, uh, Jacob. Any any other thoughts you want to add to that? Um, nah. I mean, I'll I'll play the what if here. Obviously, what if they had Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt? What if you know Baker didn't go down? Um, I I still feel like me personally would have still chosen the the Browns to win. Uh, you, I, I think you were very right, hit it right on the head. Patriots defense came to play 
And um, I personally thought that they were starting to kind of fall off, but I'll, I'll eat my words on that one. But yeah, no, I mean, overall, it, Patriots are starting to get everything clicking. <laughs> yeah. I so will, it's, it's, it's going to be exciting to, to see where they end up. Yeah. Um, but that's a good point. I, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit remiss kind of moving over the Browns, but yeah, that's true. Didn't have Kareem Hunt, didn't have Nick Chubb, you know, Baker did get hurt. Um, yeah, it's just tough breaks for the Browns, tough break for the Browns, because I really do believe that they're a better football team. You know, they, yeah. they have the pieces, they have the people there. I think they had some tough breaks through injuries, things like that that's happened. Um, but ultimately, I still think they, they can win. They can win games, but, I you know, they're making a lot of mental mistakes. And so, you know, I guess I'm a little tough love on that part. You know, as much as I think they, they're, they're a talented team and I still think they can win, you know, they got to make do with what they got. And I, I think they have enough that they can't really use the excuse of saying, well, you know, We've got all these people that are out. You know what I mean? I I, I still think they can win games, and uh, mm -hmm. they just they just need to get it together. Ultimately, the only notation I would make on that though is that the Browns heavily rely on their run game, and their run game was taken away from them. So yeah. I, you know, I as much as I pointed out the what if, I I don't like playing the what if. But I, I still personally think if they have their running backs, uh, they're they're still a, a very hard team to beat. And I, like I said, I, I would still would have favored the Browns winning that game uh, because yeah. th that 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 run game that they have is so strong. And obviously the you know losing OBJ, even though they really didn't utilize him anyways. Uh, Baker getting hurt, which once again, I don't think that really would have played or made a difference if they had their run game because they could have just relied back on their run game. So I I think once they get healthy again, I think the Browns can make a really good push, but they they have to they they have they're they're basically live or die by the run, and if they don't have the run, they're not going to go anywhere. Well, you know, I, I see, here's the thing, though. I mean, yeah, they don't have Nick Chubb. They don't have Kareem Hunt. Um, you know, and it doesn't help that Johnson fumbled. But Johnson did put up 99 yards. Yeah. You know. Um, that so, is true. You know, I, I mean, that's why I, I, I mean, definitely not saying it's going to be easy for them. But I still think that they can, they, they can still win games. It's just... The performance they put up, I mean, clearly they, they, they got really smashed by the Patriots. And I feel like, you know, even if they were going to lose, I, I feel like it would have been, they should have been closer. You know, they should have been yeah. able to keep up at the very least. I guess I guess that's what I'm trying to say. You know, some of these lesser teams they should be able to beat. But I don't know, that performance was somewhat questionable. But again, you know, Patriots defense really stepped up. So Yeah, they did. Yeah, that's really what it comes down to but that was that was another one that was one of those blowout games um that happened um yeah i mean well let's 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 talk about another big uh uh you know another big game bills and the jets right we we kind of you know bills gotta worry because patriots are in the same division and they're right behind them now you know it's 
at the rate that they're going, if the Bills aren't careful and, you know, the Patriots could easily jump and take the, you know, division leader spot, you know, if the Bills keep, you know, being on this hot and not situation that's been going on. But, I mean, clearly they handled the Jets, but I'd like to think that they weren't going to make a mistake again of, of uh, you know, losing, like, to the Jags and stuff. And so it was nice to see that they came back and they won against mm-hmm. the Jets 45-17. to 17. So that, that, was a big, that was a big deal for them. That was a big win for them. Um, I, I think it's pretty straightforward. You know, it, it, the Bills played like the Bills that we know of earlier in the season. They were on it. I mean, Josh Allen, 21 out of 28, two touchdowns. Granted, he did have one interception, but 366 yards, averaging about 13 yards. You know, that's that was huge. You know, they, they put a lot up in the air. Uh, the running game was also, I mean, Singletary, 43 yards. Preda, <laughs> Preda had a touchdown. God, Matt Preda. <laughs> and 28 yards. I mean, Zach Moss, 27 yards. So... Uh, you know, they they really, the offense was really firing at that point uh, for them. I think that was a big deal for them. I, I, defense, you know, the defense did have a bunch of interceptions and whatnot. I I want to say that I feel like the defense could have been tighter. I mean, I know I'm not, I'm kind of nitpicking, but the defense did feel a little, a little lax. They're just lucky they were playing against the Jets. And they, you know, they were playing against... Mike White and nothing against him. I know he had a stellar performance in his appearance, you know, two weeks ago, but the reality is he hasn't played a lot in the NFL. And, right. uh, you know, so I, I don't think necessarily that's a good reflection, you know, a good, I should say a good measure of like, you know, saying, well, he, he got four interceptions, you know what I mean? I, he played against a decent defense. Um, and so I guess for me, I'm being a little bit more critical on the Buffalo's defense that they could have played a little bit tighter, but, you know, they were lucky they played the Jets. At least that's my thoughts on it. So um, I, I, I actually agree. Uh, I, I, I think they got very lucky that they were playing the Jets because you can't play, you can't play that style of game and not expect the other team to score i guess like mm-hmm. if, if 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 this was a game against any of the games this week so any of the 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 high-flying games i guess really the the chiefs and the cowboys right mm-hmm. if, if you play that kind of game against the chiefs or the cowboys you're probably gonna lose um because i think the catastrophe was the third quarter and this is kind of where like I, I guess the breakdown happens, right? So obviously they get a touchdown, um, Jets get intercepted, uh, and then Bills get another touchdown, Jets get intercepted, Bills get a touchdown, Jets get intercepted, intercepted, Bills get intercepted, Jets get a touchdown, Bills get a fumble. And yeah. It's just like, it. Uh, granted, yes, you are scoring, you know, you are getting touchdowns, but at the same time, you're getting those touchdowns because the other offense is is literally just handing, handing the it ball. to you. Yeah, exactly. You know, so like you, you, when you go up against a better defense, 
and you are committing interceptions, you're committing fumbles or you know, whatever the case is, like it, you're you're not going to be in the same situation. You're going to be clawing to to even attempt to win, you know. So I I think yeah, I think you're right. I think they're lucky that they played the Jets. I think this was one of those games where they probably could have ended up losing because of those costly uh, you know, or the costly interception and fumble down towards the end of the game. If it's at the beginning of the game, it's a little different. You have time to kind of readjust and fix it. But coming yeah. from the the end of the game like that, if you weren't up, you know, like that, those are big mistakes. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, honestly, I think also to um, that I think the Jets defense actually did a pretty decent job of trying to step up. I mean, their defense is got outplayed for sure. But, yeah. I mean, look at the stars that are on top of the Bills, right? Uh, you're, you're asking these guys to to match up with them. And I guess in some cases, you know, it's kind of like, well, that's your job. you got to make it happen. But reality is, the, you know, the, the Jets are outclassed, in my opinion, compared to the, the Bills' offense, the Jets' defense. But I think the Jets' defense did a pretty decent job, if you ask me, considering what they had to work with. I mean, maybe that's me being too generous and nice about it, you know, and not giving them enough of the tough love. But I do feel like the Jets aren't getting enough credit. I mean, obviously they have a long ways to go, but I think the defense put up a, a decent effort considering they were outclassed. Yeah. Yeah. I oh, know, Sean, any any other thoughts you got on the, the Bills-Jets? No. <laughs> we kind no, of covered not it all. really. No, these were all these were all the straightforward games, pretty these much. These are all straightforward. Nothing yeah. to really analyze here. Yeah, you yeah. guys pretty much, you guys pretty much nailed everything. So, yeah. Um, well, I mean, let's let's talk about the Saints and Titans, right? That was a very interesting game. Uh, I know that you watch the Titans, so I mean, this this particular game, <laughs> it. I, I want to say this particular game, the Titans almost lost it for themselves. I mean, it was really, I, I feel like the, the the Titans, it was the Titans game to lose, and thank God they didn't. But, um, yeah, interesting. It, it was an interesting game. There was defenses kind of really, uh, really stepped up on both sides. You know, it was definitely a lot of a back and forth. On this one, um, yeah. I don't know your thoughts, Sean. I, <laughs> I, I again, not really, not really much I can say about this one. This was just looked like a lot of back and forth. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, defense, defense, okay. really kind of just gave. Yeah, the, it it was a defensive game ultimately on both sides. Both defenses mm -hmm. are playing really, really strong with that and. Um, ultimately, the Titans' offense—you know, Ryan Tannehill—really came out there, 19 out of 27, 213 yards. That was one surprising. touchdown. Yeah, yeah. yeah I—I'm not a fan of Tannehill, and I am going to admit well, I was surprised how well he did, considering oh, how well the defense had—you know—Saints' defense had stepped up. Well, you know, he made it happen. Also, you didn't have Julio Jones. You didn't utilize AJ Brown that much. So, what was it? Was it the tight ends? Uh, Marcus Johnson was uh, was their lead uh, receiver. Uh, five receptions out of six targets, mm. hundred yards, if I'm not mistaken. So yeah, you no. Know, okay. 
Yeah. So, yeah, AJ Brown was surprising. This this game, he yeah. really, really didn't didn't really I, do well. I don't know if he was just underutilized or he wasn't well, he had targeted. Four targets. He only caught one. Oh, okay, so he was yeah. okay. So, so he was definitely underutilized. Yeah, it, it's. I guess it's probably a split. You know. Yeah, not I, being I utilized and then just yeah. not making the best out of the situation that he was in. True. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess the big one for me, Adrian Peterson, right? They picked him up. What 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 are your guys' thoughts? I mean, Sean, what were your thoughts about Adrian Peterson? I know we kind of talked a little bit about it. You know, I mean, obviously he can't replace Derrick Henry, but the question was, no. could this guy, you know, step in and kind of help out the Titans to keep them ahead? Because the Titans are in the lead, right? And mm -hmm. so... Can they continue to stay ahead without having Derrick Henry? I don't know. Honestly, I kind of, I kind of want to see it because AP was the guy back in his day. He was what Derrick Henry is now. He mm -hmm, was mm -hmm. exactly. But I mean, repeat that sentence though. <laughs> what is that? Adrian Peterson. Yeah, re repeat the repeat your sentence about Adrian Peterson. In the day, the guy. In back in back in the day, back in the day, that's <laughs> that's where he day. needs to stay. Back in his day, I well, I, yeah, 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 I know that. But like, I'm, I was gonna say, Father Time, you know, I don't know how he's gonna be now. Like, that's that's my question. It's like a big question mark for me. Yeah, I mean, so I, if if they can get the running game going without having Derrick Henry take the pressure off Ryan Tannehill a little bit, you know, they can, they can, they can really hold their, their keep from going into playoffs. Now, I don't know if they're going to go all the way, but they can at least make a, get into playoffs, maybe make a good run. Um, uh, yeah, I guess I, I guess it's how much can Adrian Peterson can contribute to exactly going, going to playoffs. And yeah. that is, and that I have no idea. But if they have to put it on the shoulders of Tannehill, I'm not sure I can bet on him on the long run. Um, he did well in this particular game, true. And then some people, are the, the people are going to say, "Oh, you see, you're hating on on Ryan Tannehill." And look, he, he was able to do it. But the reality is, it's kind of one of those quarterbacks where you know he 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 is a good quarterback, but like, is he that good that he can carry the team? Uh, I don't think so. He he really needs to have the running game. Um, because if he's having to be in the situation to have to sling the ball all the time, I think he's one of the, you know, I just, I, we've seen it time and time again, uh, bad throws, um, you know, interceptions, things like that with Tannehill. So mm -hmm. I, I question, you know, this particular case, he did well, but I question whether he can continue to keep doing that. So they got to figure out that running game situation. Otherwise he could be in trouble down the line, yep. uh, with that, uh, Saints, Saints defense was playing really good uh, i think and uh you know a lot of pressure on trevor simeon to have to you know, put the ball up in the air and throw um it's a tough one uh, you know i have a soft spot trevor simeon used to play for the broncos uh he is definitely a pocket passer kind of guy um he is doing well considering he, he is doing well considering uh, but again being he's limited he's a pocket passer 
he's one of those situations he's he's one of those kind of guys that gets accurate but like if there's enough uh, if he gets jostled around and and sacked and and you know just chased out of the pocket a lot you'll notice that over time as the game goes on he becomes less and less effective um you know he did really get things going at the later half of the game in this particular case you know they kind of got it clicking because the first half was not um you know first quarter was uh a first first basic first half in general wasn't good first quarter didn't score anything right but it really is the second half of the game where they kind of stepped up and they kind of figured things out but saints saints i think are in trouble in general just because uh, i mean they've got they've got issues on the offense all across the board I think personally um and that's that's a big deal i don't know jacob if you've got thoughts on that but i think the saints are just in trouble in general because they've got too many weapons that are out um injured you know whatever the case is and it just it's it's a tough it's going to be tough for them to win with the kind of football they play yeah i agree uh i think the titans got lucky this week I don't even know that you can argue the fact that, like, oh, Tannehill doesn't have Julio Jones because Julio hasn't really even played anyways because he's constantly hurt. Uh, and then, obviously, the blow with Derrick Henry, that that obviously hurts your, your offense. And, you know, I guess kind of same thing for the Saints, although Simeon's doing good. Obviously, the threat of Jameis Winston throwing super deep downfield. Uh, Kamara isn't in right now or didn't play the the what if of Michael Thomas coming back and then not coming back so obviously that's a huge blow to their receiving core granted their you know their their receivers that they have currently are you know very very young and very inexperienced but they are still you know trying to help produce and and get their team wins um i i think the the Saints are probably not going to be so hot moving forward because of the amount of injuries. Um, no telling yeah. when Kamara comes back. That might be you know a week. It might be three weeks. And you know it's just obviously Winston's out the in, the entire year. What they're going to do at quarterback position? I I mean it seems for the most part they're sticking with Simeon. And you know we'll we'll just have to kind of see where it goes from there. But I also think. Honestly, the Titans are probably going to be fine, you know, as long as they can get A.J. Brown into the mix a little bit more. Um, their defense is is pretty decent. I mean, it's there. It, they, they can make some big plays when you need them to. Uh, getting the run game involved, I, I definitely don't think it's going to – it should be ran through Peterson. I think you should use Foreman and McNichols and um, – mm-hmm. I, I think your offense is going to be fine because, like I said, with the whole Julio thing, Julio hasn't really played because he's constantly injured. So I don't think Tannehill was really relying on Julio at, at all, if much. So, yeah, we'll, 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 you know, only time will tell. But, yeah, I, I, I think they'll be fine. I think when it comes to, it, if it, you know, making playoffs and stuff, they're probably not going to get past the first round because of just of the sheer talent that's going to be in playoffs. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. the, the, I guess the tricky part really is the fact that you've got the Titans have a decent, you know, buffer that they've created, um, you know, cause the next, the next closest team, at least for AFC South is the Colts. And 
I guess we're going to talk about that in a little bit, but the Colts, you know, are doing actually well. And right. so, you know, um, that buffer is getting eaten up slowly by slowly. Uh, you know, so the, the Titans have got a, a, you know, they've got eight wins. So that's, that's put them in a really good position. They've only lost twice. So they, they can afford to lose, you know, a couple games here and there. But um, if the Colts keep winning, uh, you know, they they can easily end up finding themselves, uh, you know, not being division leaders. So, yeah, I, I think we'll, we'll see how it plays out as the season goes. As for the Saints, um, Saints is a tough one. I agree, you know, like I was saying earlier, and I think, you know, we all agree the Saints are, are I think, are in trouble, um, especially with the Panthers. Again, the game we're going to talk about, the Panthers really stepped up. And, um, you know, if the Panthers are really close there, the Panthers and Saints are right there. And, I mean, the Bucks, the Bucks lost. Um, I think they're still going to be division leaders, but ultimately in the end, if there's any chance of any of these teams from NFC South wanting to make it into wildcard or for, some, for whatever reason, the Bucks aren't that far ahead of everyone else. You know, who knows? You know what I mean? If, if they screw up again, they could find themselves on not being division leaders. So, um you know that's a big mm-hmm. deal there's there's potential there so we'll see how that goes but uh yeah i mean uh let well, i mean let's talk about the the colts game right colts and jaguars i mean colts have been doing well granted again they got the win against the jaguars but ultimately the colts have been winning games which i question i'm not a fan of carson wentz um but you know ultimately he's Wait. He's winning, but his last two wins were against the Jets and now the Jags. You know, they did lose to the Titans. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what to think yet of the Colts. They do play the Bills next week and then the Bucks. So I think we have to see what happens next week and the week after. I think they're going to lose both games, personally. But, um, you know, and that could really seal the deal on the Colts not being able to really getting anywhere this season but i don't know Thought, thoughts on the colts jaguars game John? anybody <laughs> no comment no comment yeah it, i i don't know that that was one of those games where i didn't think it was a very exciting game um yeah i i don't really know what to say about it because the Jags got problems. I think we discussed that last week, and I don't want to seem like we're we're downing on top of the Jaguars. Have serious issues and problems, and they need to figure it out um, with it. I think that's pretty straightforward. The Colts, on the other hand, um, I think they should have done better against the Jags, but you know they did still pull out a win. Uh, Jonathan Taylor, I mean, that was huge. 116 yards for them. Yeah. Ultimately, mm-hmm. I think it was because of Jonathan Taylor, really, that they, that Carson Wentz was able to do what he did. Oh yeah. You know, um, so they're very lucky that they were able to get that running game going. Uh, and again, they're playing against the Jaguars' defense, which didn't really show up <laughs> at all. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Jonathan Taylor got their only touchdown, other than their defense scoring a touchdown. Yeah. So. Yeah, I guess not much to say about that game, right? It wasn't that, no, not that a great lot. of a game. All right, um, Bucks Washington game. Um, that one, 
that one was an interesting game, right? Everybody thought the Bucks were going to win that one, but uh, Heineke really stepped it up, I think. Heineke yeah. stepped it up. You know, Gibson got two touchdowns. That was that was big. I mean, we talked about him being utilized more, right? Right. And clearly they did. So, you know, this was a big sting. You know, a lot of people thought it was in the bag. And ultimately it was kind of a was, – it was interesting because they, the Washington football teams came so close, but they lost last year to Tom Brady and the Bucks. This time they were able to pull out a win. I mean, the post-press conferences were not good. <laughs> Nobody wanted to talk about it. it the The Bucks did not show up for this game. Whatever the reason was, it was horrible. They looked yeah. terrible on offense. Um, absolutely, absolutely terrible. And the defense, um, although generally speaking, I think they did a really, really decent job when. There were a lot of big plays that shouldn't have happened and that Washington was able to capitalize on just because the Bucks defense in those moments screwed up. That was yeah. huge. Yeah, that yeah was huge. and unfortunately, uh, you know, the the <laughs> the football team winning, but at, at what cost? Because you you lose Chase Young due to ACL. Yeah. So he's out the entire year now, so that defense is as as good as they've looked. Uh, I I think they're probably going to be in trouble next week. So yeah, it, it, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough one. Um, well, this particular this particular game, I'm going to have to also call out the Washington defense on this one. You know, consider I the Bucks played bad, but the Washington defense was there to capitalize on the fact that they were playing bad. And yeah. good on them for being able to do so. Uh, so in that sense, you know, Washington did what they were supposed to do, capitalizing on top of the mistakes that the Bucks made. And that's ultimately really what won them the game more than anything. The carelessness on the Bucks side or just the sloppy play and the fact that the Washington football team capitalized on it, that was huge. So Yeah, I mean, you, you forced the Bucks. Uh, punt three times, two interceptions, and mm -hmm. then held him to field goal after field goal, you know? And then, of course, towards the end in garbage time, Brady gets a couple touchdowns. But they also answered, you know, uh, with the touchdown of their own at, at the end, which was pretty yeah. much the nail on the coffin. Yeah. Yeah. Um. You know, I, I'm going to have to say, you know, through all of this, there's been a lot of ups and lots of downs. Yeah. this season so far and just been all over the place you know teams are showing up one week and not showing up the next it's a little weird i, I don't know what it is it's it's very it's been a very moody season in that sense you know yes, not a lot is. of consistency in regards to teams because i mean it's like everything i mean there's no indication that anything's wrong and then they just don't show up and the next week they come back they show up or you know couple weeks they're down and then all of a sudden they, it's like oh yeah what were they you know a couple weeks ago <laughs> it's like yeah it's weird it's been weird um but that's bucks washington game uh steelers lions game uh that uh, one ended up being uh, a very uh, interesting uh, game because of <laughs> it was a steelers lions game uh going into overtime uh, and ending in a draw uh that was <laughs> whoo that's uh... 
I I don't know what to say other than the fact that it, uh, it's it's tough because I I is it bad football though? Was it bad? It football? was terrible football. I mean, it was terrible football on both sides. The, uh, just stick with me on this one, okay? Okay. First quarter, Steelers uh-huh. get a touchdown. Lions punt, Steelers punt, Lions punt, Steeler gets interception, Lions punt, Steelers punt, okay? Right. Second quarter, Lions touchdown, Steelers field goal, Lions field goal, Lions touchdown, Steelers field goal, Lions punt, Steelers punt, Lions punt, okay? This is where it gets good. Fourth quarter, Steeler ties it up, field goal. Lions punt, Steelers punt, Lions punt, Steelers punt, Lions punt, end of the game. Going into overtime. Lions punt, Steelers fumble, Lions miss the field goal, Steelers punt, Lions punt, Steelers fumble, then end of the game. Tied at 16-16. This was god-awful football. Yeah, well, okay, offenses did do horrible. Uh, But, I mean... I guess what why I was hesitating is because from a defensive standpoint, right? Um, I don't even think it was defense. It, I think it was just the fact that the both offenses, offenses were bad. couldn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. I was gonna kind of say that. I mean, was it? I mean, obviously both offenses were not doing good, but I mean, well, okay, the Pittsburgh Steelers though they were they were generating. They were generating yards. They just couldn't score. So, I mean... <sighs> I think it still goes on the offense, though, because if you just can't score, mm-hmm. then it, it's obviously your offense. Like, yeah, I you know, defense will play some part of it, obviously, but Mason Rudolph, you had 242 yards. Great. You had one touchdown, one interception, but you threw 50 times and completed mm-hmm. 30 of them. Right, right. Like, at some point in time, you have to make things click. It's not even necessarily the defense at that point. It's just it's just the fact that Rudolph's inability to create plays. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because we obviously know the Lions aren't great. They're not, they're not even good. So it's like... Yeah, well, I, I mean, yeah, especially because Jared Goff did not show up in this game. I, honestly, if it wasn't, if Swift carried the team. <laughs> oh, yeah. DeAndre Swift carried the team. Jared Goff did nothing. Um, it was just not bad, and that's why they couldn't they couldn't get down the field to potentially win it and prevent it from going into overtime because Jared Goff couldn't get it done. Yeah. Uh, okay. I I was gonna say maybe give a little credit to the fact of the uh, the defense, but uh, yeah, I I will no. agree the offense on both ends was atrociously bad. So yeah. Um, and who would have thought that's the game that would have ended up being uh, the, you know, draw game going into overtime yeah. and, you know, there being basically a tie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what can I say? That, and that is the game, one of the games they replaced, you know, uh, one of the other blowout games on TV. Oh, God. Yeah, that's that's what happened with that. So... Uh, seven o'clock games was uh, did I did I cover all of them? No, uh, Panthers no. Cardinals. Yeah, Panthers Cardinals. 
Forgot about that one. That's a big one. Okay. I guess this one is a big one. Cam Newton back with the Panthers. You and I discussed this offline, and we said, what the hell are they thinking? Right. Um, paying him as much money as they are for one year, too, on top of that. But, uh, you know, he came back. Um, it was... Uh, I, I never really got an answer. I don't know if you know... What was, what was the reason why they only utilized Cam Newton at the beginning, and then... They put P.J. Walker in anyway. Hey, I mean, just working him back in, because obviously, as as even though it's the same team, it's a different coach that Newton didn't play for, so it's a different offensive scheme. So I think it was just gradually working him back in, showing mm-hmm. the bits and pieces that he can still quote unquote play. Um, I think it's it's just going to be one of those, you know, it's. He had his flash. He's probably going to have a couple other flashes, and then it's going to be very mediocre. Um, but yeah, I think it was just the the fact that they were putting him in, especially more so towards the 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 end zone, because they wanted you know to kind of show that oh we we have this new toy again that you know can can score touchdowns. Beware, and that was about it. It was more for the show. Okay. Yeah. Well, the the big one was Christian McCaffrey, though, ultimately. That was what carried the Panthers. Christian McCaffrey went off uh, and, and, and did a lot of work. Granted, he didn't get any touchdowns, but ultimately because of what he was able to do and, and, and uh, the threat that he posed, that caused a lot of problems for them, and that allowed... The rest of the offense to be able to do what they did and hence why they were able to put up the type of points that they did do but really in the end defense though right that yeah. was that was uh, a big big deal so on the other you know i mean i guess you could argue on the other side of it all really in the end the cardinals defense wasn't able to step up and clearly the Cardinals offense wasn't able to do anything now granted you're missing a lot of your big pieces um you had McCoy in uh but was the Cardinals I I guess being that you have all these people that were out right all their key players and whatnot do you think the Cardinals performance was acceptable though I feel it wasn't I go with no because they still looked really good last week with McCoy. Yeah, I I feel like this this one they just they I it almost felt like they just got outplayed. Period. Like for whatever yeah. reason, um, and I just I don't know. The Panthers are, I I mean the Panthers look good early on in the season and whatnot, and it definitely helps to have McCaffrey back. But I guess it just shows how much of the McCaffrey matters to their team. Oh yeah. So that's a big deal. But either way, it's one of those situations where uh, Cardinals didn't play well and the Panthers showed up, clearly. So yeah. I guess my question to you at this point would be, um, you know, do, do, with with McCaffrey being back and whatnot, and he looked good in this game, you know, although he was working on his legs on the sidelines quite a bit in between plays, but, I mean, Panthers, do are, are, are we... Is, are they going to be able to? I mean, again, we just talked about earlier, Bucks, you know, are, have already lost three games. And the Saints, I think, are in a downhill battle. I mean, it's would we see the Panthers sneaking in there? 
Um, I don't think so. As as much as as much as I don't want to take credit away from their win, there's and as as you know, even though as good as the Cardinals looked last week with McCoy, you still have to step back and say, okay, you still don't have Hopkins, you still don't have Murray. Like those are two huge key figures in your offense. So I I I think kind of the the same situation that uh you know Tennessee and and Buffalo was in I think they were just lucky that you know they went up against the team that they went up against that week. Okay. All right, fair enough, fair enough. So I mean, well that was an interesting game Cardinals losing uh, that that was kind of a big deal. I you know I still am hoping to see the Cardinals really uh, getting to the playoffs. I'm, I'm sure they will at this point, but um, you know the being a good contender. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens once everybody comes back because ultimately that's really the key, right? Uh, yeah. Them not having their, their all their their starters in there um, is a problem uh, for them. Yeah. So that's an interesting one. Um. All right. Let's see. What do we got? Vikings and Chargers game. I'm a little sad. I mean, I know Chargers are, are you know, a uh, division rival for me, but Vikings, really? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm not really sure what to make of that game because part of the thing is I feel like the Chargers is so much better of a football team but they've been struggling, right? And for right. whatever reason, as much as I don't think the Vikings are that great of a team, they've been finding ways to win. So, I, I mean, Kirk Cousins, uh, I can't deny the numbers. Kirk Cousins is making it happen. And it yeah. really is Kirk Cousins. I mean, yeah, Dalvin Cook's got some huge things. You know, got a touchdown, 94 yards, but... Kirk Cousins putting it up in the air, you know, 25, 37, 294, two touchdowns. I mean, he was able to connect with Jefferson, you know, for 143 yards that yeah. game, plus Thielen on top of that for another 65 yards. So, I mean, Cousins is making it happen, even with his fumble <laughs> yeah. and everything else. So, um, just, it felt like the Chargers just were not, uh, it felt like they were really struggling, and I, I I don't know what it is. I I honestly can't put my finger on it. What what what's going on? They 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 seem to be struggling. Uh, in general, and is is this just the Chargers' curse of not being able to win? Uh, I mean, I don't want to say it, but that's kind of what it looks like. Ah, uh, it's, it's it's such a tough break for them because I do think that they play good football, just. For whatever reason, they in this particular game, it feels like they got outplayed more so yeah. than they they let things go wrong. It just seems like they got outplayed, but I just don't know. Tough loss for the Chargers um, on this one, but um, you know the Chargers are playing the Steelers and then the Broncos, and that's a pretty big game. And we'll get to that on on, on the Broncos a little bit later, but. Um, I'd like to think they can get a win out on the Steelers, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Vikings, on the other hand, you know they've they've got the Packers next. Uh, so this, I guess, will be a really good test. Can they pull it out? You know, Aaron Rodgers has been making things happen. 
I mean, heaven forbid that they would lose to the Vikings, but there's that. And then there's the 49ers. They're playing right after that. And, well, I mean, if the 49ers shown up like what they did with Monday Night Football, which, again, we'll get into a little bit later, but, that you know, that would be a big difference maker, too, uh, on it. Absolutely. But, yeah. Um, but, you know what? Let's talk Eagles-Broncos. Um, I, I, I kind of saw this one coming. You know, granted, we put on this huge, great performance against the Cowboys. The reality is we play bad football all around. Defense was bad. Offense was bad. Right back to where we we became complete opposite. Complete opposite of what we were, we should have done. You know, uh, it, it, you know, uh, what we should have done when we played the Eagles. I, I just, I don't think the Eagles necessarily played very well either. We let it happen. It was bad. I just think it was yeah. bad defense, and we let the Eagles have it, and offense was just bad. Teddy Bridgewater is making a lot of bad decisions. A lot of bad decisions. So, you know, we just failed on both sides of the ball. I think that's what happened with that particular game, and um, to be quite honest, it was painful to watch, but maybe, you know, it's a little bit of humble pie. You know, we <laughs> on that route, and that's where things should have been. I'm sure that's frustrating for you because you're like, why the hell did <laughs> they, they step up last week and they lose to the Eagles out of all people, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know any thoughts on on that particular game. <laughs> I, honestly, no. I just wish the Eagles would have lost. <laughs> yeah. Um, as as much as I I I want to just say now nah, we have our division locked down. Like honestly, it's really just a couple games. So it's. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll I'll take any loss of the Eagles or you know the football team or the Giants any day. But yeah, um, but yeah, I I I without going too much into it because ultimately it really is the Broncos just played bad altogether. And yeah, maybe Big Fangio will finally get shown the door. I doubt it, but like it was just bad. It was bad decision making on all levels, coaching, offense, defense. Just it was bad horrible penalties oh just so bad embarrassing embarrassing <laughs> uh, but um you know not as embarrassing as it was for the seahawks playing oh, the packers god this what this game okay so this game. this one this is a game that i really wanted to get your take on because what the heck happened the seahawks played bad very yeah. bad, really bad. And the Packers, even though they did win, played bad. <laughs> yeah, they really did. But the Seahawks uh... just played really bad. And, I mean, I think Russell Wilson was doing Russell Wilson. Everyone else wasn't doing what they needed to do, period. You know, and I, I uh, maybe I'm giving him a skate pass on that, but, like, I feel like... Russell Wilson didn't do anything out of the norm of what he was doing, and especially considering he's coming back from that injury with the finger. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Yeah, he threw two interceptions and whatnot, but, I mean, the receivers were not doing what they needed to do. I mean, they just weren't, and I don't... I don't know. I mean, maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that. You, you think it was Russell Wilson not being on target, or you think the receivers weren't doing their part? I feel as the receivers weren't doing what they needed to do 
feel like it could be a little mixture of both, probably more so receiving-wise. But at the same time, you know, you got to think how many games Wilson missed. Uh, on top of that, it was a hand injury, and it was his throwing hand, right? Yeah. So, you know, getting the getting the surgery, getting the pins removed, playing immediately after you getting the pins removed, probably should have waited another week. I know, I'm pretty sure they, you know, even though they cleared him, saying that he was good for, you know, activities, they probably could have held off another week. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, I, I definitely agree. I don't, I don't think Wilson really did anything outside of the ordinary. Um, I just think everyone else just let him down. Yeah, just it just wasn't their wasn't their day, pretty much. Yeah, well, I mean, really badly wasn't their day. I mean, they got shut out, like shut out. And what, yeah. what, were, what was the broadcast saying? Like last time they got shut out was against the Pittsburgh Steelers back in the day. Yeah, you know, it's been a, it's been a while since they've ever gotten completely shut out. So. That was a big deal. But I think the more interesting part about it, I mean, as much as the Seahawks were bad, let's just call it what it is. They were just bad uh, altogether. But yeah. the Packers. They didn't look they great ha- either. Yeah, they <laughs> had an opportunity. I mean, they could have really, they could have, they could have made a huge statement. And I think they didn't, weren't able to do that because Aaron Rodgers just didn't get it done. He didn't get it done. Yeah. You know, um, of course, Aaron Jones getting injured. Oh, God, you know that was a that that really hurts them. But uh, Aaron Rodgers wasn't what what got it done. I mean, yeah, he put it up in the air and you know two ninety two yards and but I mean he had the interception, the fumble. I mean, Aaron Rodgers did not play good football. Um, and you know obviously that that hurt them quite a bit. And yeah, if it wasn't for... I, I think it was like a morale thing for them because even losing Jones, I mean, A.J. Dillon had two touchdowns. Yeah. So I, I think, obviously, Rodgers coming back from COVID, him, you know, because I'm pretty sure they said after, he said after, like, how exhausted he was. So, I mean, that that probably played a, a huge bit in, in that. And then, of course, the... But he said you on know, the Pat McAfee show he feels good. He was fine after winning a couple days. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, uh, what's going on here, Mr. Rogers? Yeah, his I good friend uh, Joe Rogan giving him homemade remedies. Yeah, uh, well, yeah. What What can I say? I just, uh, I don't know. For me, it's excuses. Aaron Rodgers didn't show up. I, You know, yeah, he was out for COVID. Um, I, I don't know what his condition is, but I mean, he had said that he was fine and he felt good, you know, even though he tested positive and stuff. So if he wasn't lying to us about that, then I don't understand why his performance was as bad as it was. And they had a huge opportunity considering how badly the Seahawks were playing. I mean, that was like a, that was a gift. That was a gift to them. They could have really made a statement about it and they missed that opportunity big time. I mean, yeah, they won, and maybe some people are kind of going to say, well, they won, what does it matter? But the reality is that, you know, they're under so much fire for a bunch of different things, and Aaron Rodgers, you know, as much as he may be a great, you know, quarterback and all this other stuff, you know, he brings some of this drama to himself personally because of his attitude and the way he does things. And he had an opportunity to kind of 
shut the naysayers up and he didn't do it. He didn't step up. It's, you know, it's almost like the first game of the season where, you know, he made a, such a big, created a lot of drama by him being not responding or being so cagey about everything. And then he shows up in the first game of the season, he just utter trash. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they're just lucky they played the Seahawks and the Seahawks really, really, for a lack of a better term, shit the bed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's Very really what happened. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that was, that was, what, what can I say about that one? Um, the, the Chiefs and the Raiders game though. Uh, so this one, this one was interesting, right? Going into this, the Chiefs have not been good. Right. They have not been good at all. And there was a lot of talk, right, being a division game, whether this was what was going to happen. The Raiders had an opportunity here to drive that one, you know, one more nail into the coffin for the Chiefs never being able to make a comeback to getting the playoffs this year. And, you know, the Raiders had been doing pretty decent. You know, granted, they struggled a little bit, and I, get, I think they got lucky on some of the games, but, you know, they had an opportunity, especially with the Chiefs playing so bad. But for whatever reason, the Chiefs showed up, and the Chiefs were the Chiefs of yeah. last year. You know, yeah. Yeah, they, you know we, the old Chiefs, which isn't very old, but they, they showed up. That's This is the Chiefs that we expected to have, and for whatever reason, they were clicking. They were yeah. clicking on all sides. You know, I mean, the defense played, they had some issues with defense, but the defense played tighter. Uh, the coverage was better. You know, you could tell the defense communication was better. Uh, you know, offense is pretty straightforward. I mean, we've seen it. Uh, he, Patrick Mahomes was making the throws. He was making it happen. Receivers were getting open. They were shaking coverage. They were catching the ball, the most importantly. Um, you know, they did get the running game going, which they don't get a lot of, but they did get the running right. game going, which, you know, Darrell Williams, 43 yards, they really got stuff going, and the, the Raiders struggled. The Raiders struggled to shut them down like, like any, but, you know, um, yeah, I don't know what to really say other than this is exactly what, you know, where have they been the first half of the football season, you know, and then... It, what a tough break for the Raiders. What a tough break for the Raiders on that yeah. one. Uh, I don't know. Any thoughts on... I mean, that was pretty pretty straightforward. They they yeah. they got they got smoked. <laughs> the yeah, Chiefs I came mean, out of just, nowhere and said, look, scored. surprise, we're back. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Five touchdowns. We're back, guys. Um, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, well, you know, so the interesting part, I guess, with this particular thing is more about the standings. Because of that situation, the Chiefs have now catapulted themselves to division leaders because of it. <laughs> yeah. Just with that one win right there. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the Raiders are now taking their spot in the number three spot. So, uh, interestingly enough, AFC West is very tight. Chiefs at 6-4, yeah. and four, Chargers at 5-4, and four, Raiders at 5-4, and four, Broncos at 5-5. Five and five. You know what I mean? Uh, it's it's close. It's close for AFC West. But if the Chiefs play like what they played on on Sunday Night Football, I think you know a lot of a lot of teams are gonna have problems going forward. I mean, Chiefs are playing the Cowboys, and this is where I wanted to get your thoughts. What do you think now? Because I think prior to this, right, we were thinking, okay, Chiefs aren't doing so well. Cowboys had a good chance, and you know. Uh, 
So I don't know what what are you what are you thinking with the Cowboys? I mean, are you worried a little bit here now? Um. Yeah, I mean, I I think I'm more so worried because, I mean, honestly, when you look at it, they're very similar in their play styles in terms of scoring. Um, maybe not so much Chiefs, you know, this year, but you know, in, in the previous years um and in terms of firepower both teams have you know all the pieces um Clyde Edwards Hilaire is supposed to be back next week so you know they technically get their star running back but you know you you have I guess that that dynamic duo you with Hilaire and Williams and then of course we have Zeke and Pollard and you know, when you look at their wide receivers, they have Tyreek Hill, and that's pretty much it when when you look at, like, the name talent. And then, you know, we have CeeDee Lamb and Amari Cooper, and then, you know, the Chiefs have Travis Kelsey as tight end, and we don't really have a big name for, for tight end, so, you know, they have the upper hand there. And then, obviously, quarterbacks, Prescott and Mahomes, both defenses have been playing fairly good, so Gee, I, th- this I think game that's is either going to be the, gonna, difference. Defense. the defense. Yeah, I yeah. think the defense is really going to what's what's going to matter because, uh, you know, I, we're under the assumption that both offenses are going to show up like they should be showing up, right? right? And if both offenses show up, it's I think it really it's going to come down to ultimately more so the defense more than anything else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I agree. So I, I, I think the I think. <laughs> That game is either going to be, you know, 70 points or it's going to be less than 20 because mm-hmm. either the defense is going to show up or both offenses are, are going to show up and it's just going to be whoever has the ball last. Yep, I I, I kind of seem to concur with you on that one. So that'll be an interesting game to see especially the Chiefs are back I'm a little excited I mean they're in our division but you know they they're they're fun to watch they're fun to watch and the fact that the that they're doing what they're doing it should be interesting I I think it's got a lot of people looking Uh, I guess the real thing for me is I would want to see can they can they come back and do it again or was this just so happened to be one of these moments where they kind of had it all together and the next week they go right back into the funk they were I don't know I'm hoping that's not the case, but and I'm sure they're hoping that's not the case. But either way, um, you know, now it, would, I, would could it be the Chiefs are back? I don't know. Would Would you say um, from the outside looking in, right? So say maybe you you haven't haven't been following football as much this year, so you don't maybe know that the Chiefs aren't playing as well, right? So would Would you say for Dallas? if Dallas comes out and ends up getting the win. Now, I know that you've been riding high on Dallas this year, but if Dallas comes out and gets the win, do you think that kind of proves that Dallas is the team this year? Or is it just going to be, oh, well, the Chiefs haven't been playing good in general and, you know, blah, blah, blah. Is there going to be excuses if the Chiefs lose versus the the, Uh the Cowboys? I, I still think it's going to be the manner in which the game is played, but if the Chiefs do show up to play and the Dallas Cowboys outplay them, then yes, I, I mean, I obviously have no choice. But I mean, 
to be honest, if the Chiefs show up and they are not connecting the ball, I mean, there's a difference between the defense being able to stop them and them not catching balls, right? I mean, that's been a big problem for them. They're the receivers right. dropping balls and they're not making, you know, Mahomes overthrowing, underthrowing, whatever the case may be. So if they're not connecting and it's not because the defense coverage is so good, it's just because they're just not on the same page, then, you know, obviously that, that would be the reason. But if it really is the Cowboys defense stepping up, you know, playing good coverage, Mahomes doesn't have anywhere to throw, um, you know, intercepting the throws, those kinds of things, you know, then that that will be, you know, really the the kind of thing. I still think it matters in the quality in which that they show up to play. But I think this is a big test for the Dallas Cowboys. If they can win against the Chiefs, when even if the Chiefs are only playing at, you know, their you know, 80%, you know, that's still quite a bit. The Chiefs are pretty dynamic, you know. Uh, and clearly, if they can beat them when they're playing at 100%, but even more so. I'm excited for the Cowboys because I think at this particular case, they've, they they look good. They, right. they, they're they they're playing well defense. They're playing well on offense. You know, they really, I think they deserve an opportunity to be there. And I'm just being fair about that. Um, you know, there are some other teams out there that are kind of skating by um, because of their situations, but they're fighting tooth and nail to get to where they'd be. In. And they're they're earning their keep, in my opinion. So I feel like um, if they do get a win against the Chiefs, then, you know, that's that will be big. And I think that would be a statement to everybody else to watch out for the Cowboys. My thing is, I worry, and hopefully I'm not jinxing it, but I worry the, of people staying healthy right. in the end, right? that's kind of kind of plagued and hopefully that doesn't case and I didn't just jinx it for you but um Cowboys um I think they deserve to be in playoffs I want to see them there I want to see what they can do because ultimately in the end I want to see if they can be in playoffs but can they finish it can they get to the end can they get can they show the rest of these teams up and um you know this Chiefs game I think will be a big one for them uh you know they've ultimately them playing against the Cardinals towards the end of the season is going to be a big one too. Yeah. Uh, you know, that will be a big test because I'd like to think by then, you know, um, the people who are injured or out for whatever reason will all be back. Right. Uh, I think most of them will be, I mean, some of them are out for, for minor things, but those who are kind of out, out will be back by the time you get to week 17. So that should be interesting. And, you know, the Cowboys have, I think, have a pretty decent chance. I mean, they're playing the Chiefs, which is a big one. Raiders, I think, are on a downhill slide. So yeah. I'm I'm like to think you guys can cap that away. Saints, again, we just talked about downhill slide. Um, Washington football team, I don't know, hit or miss on this. But if the Cowboys are playing what they're playing, then they should beat them. Should take care of business with the Giants, right? They need to go back right. to Washington again. Should be able to take care of business. Cardinals is a real big test, and I think with the Eagles being offensively dynamic this year, um, that could pose a little bit of a challenge, but I still think that that's, you know, it might be a closer game. It's not like a slam dunk, but I think the Cowboys have a pretty decent, you know, schedule of, you know, opportunities to win. Won't be easy give-me's, but, you know, you're not... I don't think they're incredibly hard. And at that point, if the Cowboys lose these games, then that's really on the Cowboys, I feel. Yeah. I don't know if that you feel that's fair, but I feel that that kind of a fair assessment. It's really the Cowboys games to lose at this point because they should win these games. 
Yeah, they really should. And I mean, even going up against the Eagles when they were quote unquote good, obviously week three, um, the Eagles were were still kind of showing that they were a pretty dominant team this year. Uh, I mean, we we capped that win, you know, by 20 points, 41 to 21. So ideally, we should still be able to take care of business, you know, towards the end there, uh, you know, the last week to to make sure that we can finish the season strong. Yeah. But, you know, Cowboys have a pretty decent lead right now anyway, at least for yeah. division-wise to get into playoffs. That's why I feel like as long as they don't make careless mistakes and lose careless games, I mean, not I'm trying to rub it in, but, you know, don't lose games like against the Broncos and stuff like that. I think right. you guys will be fine. You, you're 7-2, and two, next closest is the Eagles at 4-6. and six. You know, so you got a little bit of a buffer to work with. Right. You know, uh, to guarantee yourselves to be division leaders. So I feel like you got room. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I guess we'll see what happens on that, but that's... Uh, I think Cowboys done a good chance. I'd like to see him in the playoffs. I'd like to see him get in the playoffs and not be in, like, a wild card spot and get eliminated kind of thing. You know, be there uh, and, you know, really really having a good chance of, you know, potentially playing for championship for the conference championship, you know? Yeah. That'd be, that'd be interesting to see uh, on that. Put some people in their place. So... Um, but yeah, uh, I don't know any other thoughts on that one. Otherwise we got our one last game, the Rams and 49ers yeah. on Monday. I think we're yeah. good. Okay. Rams and 49ers. This was a, this was a shocker for me. I didn't expect the Rams, you know, with, with all the things that they did, the acquiring of Von Miller, you know, uh, how well Matthew Stafford's been playing up to this point, the defense being so good. Uh, I did not see this coming for them to lose so badly against the 49ers, 31 to 10. Um, yeah. And the 49ers, <laughs> I know some people, you know, are gonna say, but the 49ers defense has not shown up this year. They were not good. They were not doing a good job. And um, for whatever reason, they showed up today in big time. They shut yeah. the Rams down hard. Uh, so I don't know what, what they, what happened, but they, they did it and they got it done. But prior to that, you know, it was like, where the heck were, where, where was the defense this whole time already? Um, why yeah. did they wait so long? Um, on the other hand, the Rams really look kind of, they kind of look like the Bucks and the Chiefs were looking, you know, you, you think these great offenses and they just weren't there. They weren't connecting the ball. They just... They weren't getting it done, and Matthew Stafford was making some really bad decisions, and that's shocking for me because that guy doesn't make those kinds of, you know what I mean? He really cracked under the pressure or something, but he was making yeah. bad, bad throws, bad decisions. It was, it was not good. Uh, I mean, what, what, what are your, th <laughs> I guess, what are your thoughts on on top of that, that, uh, what do you call it, the uh, a fake field goal, you know. I didn't. I didn't like. I that, mean, but... I, I'm confused as to what the heck that was. Yeah, I, <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, I think, I think the biggest thing for me is the time of possession. 
Mm-hmm. I think the 49ers did a really good job at keeping Stafford off the field. And then for what little time he was on the field, their defense was just able to capitalize on it. I think oh, that was yeah. the, the biggest thing because the, you know, first quarter, they start the, the game off with five plays, total of two minutes and three seconds. And then right after that, 49ers minutes. have it for, you know, 20 plays, 11 minutes. So it's like, it's just they, the 49ers really just controlled the, the, the game itself. Yeah. Uh, that, that, well, definitely for the first half, that big, long. And here's the thing. They've got all these guys, the pass rushers. What happened? Why yeah. weren't they getting to Jimmy G? I don't, I don't get it. I, I don't know what happened, but clearly the defense um, did not step up to stop <clears throat> the 49ers and, uh, and, and not apply pressure to, to Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, yeah. that, that's one of the things that Jimmy G doesn't do well, right? When we got all this pressure and whatnot. And I thought it was a pretty straightforward thing that they were going to do. And they didn't do it. They weren't able to do it. I don't know what was going on. I guess the offensive line outplayed the defense because i mean really yeah it's, these... it's either that or the, or the defense just got tired i mean the, the defense did look tired uh but at the same time i mean did their offensive line all of a sudden just decide to show up today is that what happened for the 49ers to keep the pass rushers off i mean geez yeah <clears throat> i don't know that that was pretty crazy um, but yeah, I, you know, on top of that, like I said earlier, Matthew Stafford just made some really bad decisions and yeah, yeah, I don't know. The Rams didn't show up. They were asleep at the wheel. It was bad. Defense was bad. I mean, there were so many holes. They were, I don't know what kind of defense they were playing either. Like there was a lot of just bad defense holes, huge, huge holes. You know, yeah. it's just, I, I don't know what was going on. I, the, you know, I, I, I guess Waddles, when we were watching, was saying something about, you know, because I, I guess, you know, I, I was watching the game, but I had did walk away. So I wasn't fully, you know, engaged with the game the whole time. But he was saying that there was talks about, like, you know, uh, the defensive calls that were being made were, were, like, why are they playing this defensive scheme? I don't know. Um. I can you shed any light on that? I I honestly I, I because I listen to the Manning brothers I don't get the commentary. Yeah. So I I didn't I didn't get to hear any of that unfortunately. Yeah. Same same here. Um, but yeah, it was weird. They were playing the defense was just not there, and I I don't know yeah. what it was. They did play a lot of zone for some reason. I don't understand why they didn't. They weren't playing more man coverage, but. Play a lot of zone, and it was taking you know the running game was happening for the 49ers. I mean, <laughs> well, the passing game, too. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I guess so. The passing game, also, but I mean, they just yeah, there was just holes. I don't understand what it was, you know, even if they are playing zone, you know, why wasn't the coverage tighter? I don't know, but clearly something defensively wasn't working, and they didn't fix it, they didn't change it up, and it just got rolled. So, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I mean that caps off week ten. Week ten was, we thought week nine was pretty crazy. Week ten was interesting. <laughs> week t- ten was mentally exhausting because 
on one hand you had some shootout games uh, or i should say blowout games right on the other hand you had some real head scratchers and just like frustration as to why certain teams stepped up uh that were like why didn't you step up earlier or other teams that you know we're like why didn't you step up you know why, why weren't you playing what you're supposed to be playing and why did you lose there was just a lot of it and then you know it's week 10 i mean i don't i don't know i mean is everyone getting burnt out fatigued already i mean we're only halfway through the season i can't i don't know just it is this week 10 just was exhausting it, it felt yeah. watching this this week i'm i'm hoping that week 11 will not be a continuation of that but um yeah, I don't know. Just as as somebody watching the games, it just felt frustrating and fatigued mentally, having to, yeah. <laughs> to just comprehend all the things that are happening because it's just it's why you know where's the consistency? It's just all, all right. over the place. So I don't know. Um, but anyway, that's I mean that's my thoughts on on week ten. I mean, any any final thoughts there? No. Yeah. I mean. It, the teams that you are the few that you didn't expect to win ended up winning it's just you know kind of almost a repeat of week nine <laughs> yeah i mean do you think it's going to continue this way where like you know it's going to flip around or do you do you feel like these are all just kind of like this is the middle this is you know the teams are in the funk but everyone will get back on track or do you think like we're flipping the script on some of these teams you know teams that were doing well are struggling now are going to stay continuing struggling and teams that you know, weren't doing so well are going to flip the script and start doing well. I don't know. Nah, I think it's just a tip. I think it's just a typical slump. Okay. Should be, yeah, should be interesting. Uh, well, we'll have a bunch of interesting games next week, or I should say, this coming week. Uh, you know, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll recap that again next week on it. Uh, for for the listeners, I was wondering, uh, you know, just to call it out, Sean ended up needing to go, um, so he had uh, left, and uh, so he's not with us anymore. Um, but I do appreciate him being on uh, with us and just talking when he could, and yeah. So again, uh, well, I appreciate it, Jacob. You know, you being on to talk about week ten. I, I think this is great. I like doing this. Uh, Definitely. Um, I don't know. Any 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 final words? Uh, no. I mean, go Cowboys. Go Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, definitely. You guys should also check out uh, Jacob's podcast. Uh, you know, the Morning Spill. Um, you know, he he does it. It's an all sports podcast, uh, for sure. And uh, so, although you know, we are talking about sports here. You know, this is kind of a, you know, because I'm excited about football, but, uh, and, you know, we, we're talking about that, but uh, his is definitely dedicated more to sports. I don't know if you want to say any, any little bit, you want to plug yourself a little here? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, uh, um, the morning spill, uh, same platform, Anchor, uh, we have uh, all of our social medias are the morning spill, and then, uh, yeah, I mean, we, we cover pretty much any and all things sports and you know we we try to kind of poke fun at more of the uh the lesser teams <laughs> like 
like the Jets and and teams like that and the Jaguars, we 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 tend to get a little bit more nitty gritty and uh, a little bit more of the not so G rated version. Uh, but yeah, definitely check it out if uh, if that's if that's your cup of tea. If you're looking for more uh, sports things related, then definitely check out uh, my podcast, The Morning Spill. We appreciate it. Yeah, All right. Thanks, Grant. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Yeah, no, I appreciate you being on, definitely. And, uh, yeah, I appreciate everybody listening again. Hopefully you guys are enjoying this, uh, you know, football thing that we'll be doing through the football season uh, and uh, posting these episodes, you know, on Wednesdays uh, to show up before the new week and you got to get a recap uh, or at least our thoughts on, on you know, the, the, the week, uh, the post of the week previous. So, yeah, I appreciate everyone listening, uh, and definitely, so I haven't said this before, but I guess I should say this now, you know, we do do have a Twitter, uh, Different Take from Hawaii, so at Different Take High, H-I, um, you know, you can check us out on Twitter over there, um, this is all new to me, I don't really use, I'll be honest, don't really use Twitter, this is all something, you know, kind of, kind of new in, in that sense, so, you know, um, hopefully I will start to utilize that and uh, get you know, announcements in regards to uh, when podcast episodes are going to show up and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I appreciate everybody sticking around and listening and whatnot. And uh, I guess we will catch you guys next time. Thanks. <laughs>